0: Hey, welcome back to the Horizon Podcast Series. And I want to challenge you today. Do you really know how to create a winning mindset in your team? Now, if you're listening to me and I sound a little muffled, I'm getting over a cold, so I apologize for that. But this thought's kind of been on my mind for a while and I wanted to put some content together because with everything going on in the news and the the workplace, the uh, massive turnover, the disengagement that you're seeing from companies and from employees, You know, as I talk to business owners and I really talk to a lot of people, the frustration hits because all of this can be avoided if the steps were taken sooner to be proactive with your teams and not reactive. But what does a proactive leader look like? What does a proactive winning mindset look like? What does it feel like? How do you see it in the workplace? How do you know that you're doing it correctly? Look, I've worked with a lot of leaders. Some were really good and some were really bad. But the best ones I worked with, they were proactive. They didn't sit around and they didn't wait for employees to become disengaged. They built those relationships and they built a foundation so that when the hard times hit, the good relationship stayed. And that's what's missing right now. We're not building these relationships on the backs of the purity conversations of what can I do for you? as the leader what do i need to do to make your life easier how how can i bring enjoyment into what we're doing whether it's remote or whether it's in person physically in the office there's something you can do to bring ease to your teams but it doesn't always have to be buying stuff or have to be getting gifts yes that appreciation is nice and people do enjoy that but you're going to have way more success with building the relationships and those conversations you have daily weekly And sometimes monthly, depending on what position and and how often you interact with them. But I'll tell you this, if you're going longer than 30 days without speaking to all of your teams or every employee in that organization getting a check in, you're going to fail. You can bet money on it. I'll bet money on it. You're going to fail. But the reason you're going to fail is because you're going to forget those people over time. And it happens. You can't tell me that it doesn't happen. Building that strong relationship is ensuring that everybody is getting an equal and fair check-in, but that check-in just can't be a simple conversation. Hey Dustin, how are you doing today? What's going on? What can I do for you? Okay. That's great. Yep. I'll see you. I'll see you next time we talk. You have to interact more. You have to create that relationship that goes much further than that. It's got to be a relationship where you sit down, Hey, Dustin, what's going on in your life right now? Like, give me, give me three great things that you're happy about. Give me three things that you wish would change, whether it's in your life or, or in your career. You know, give me three things that I can help you with. What's your biggest frustrations? What makes you not want to come to work? Am I being the best leader that you need? When you start asking those questions, that's when you're going to get to the root and start to become a proactive leader. The problem is leaders don't want to ask those questions because they don't like the answers. They're not going to like the feedback that they're going to receive. Because guess what? The problem may be you. It may be you as the leader. It may be what you're saying. It may be what you're doing. Heck, I'll even tell you it's probably what you're not doing and what you're not saying. But you know what? A lot of leaders do this. You don't have to feel bad. I firmly believe leaders don't wake up and decide to be horrible bosses. I really don't believe that. But I think somewhere along the line that we forget what our role is and what the true clarity of the mission is. And if you're in a leadership position, the number one mission always is your people. That never changes. No matter how much money is involved, no matter how many layers of the organization, no matter how many promotions, uh, demotions, (laughs) lateral transfers, whatever the case may be, your number one priority as a leader is your people 100%. But that funnels down much further too from the top level organization. So let's take for example if you're the CEO and you have you know, 1,000, 2,000 people in your company. We'll just say kind of mid-size. Everything you do as the CEO is going to get criticized. 100%. Whether you pull into the parking lot from the left or to the right you're going to get judged. They're going to say man Dustin pulled in from the left I can't believe that guy. I always thought he was a A right turn guy pulling in, and I know that may sound silly but that's just an example that rings true people are gonna know all about you they're gonna watch your every move so you have two options as that leader your first option is you can be the typical robot that everyone expects you to be as a CEO you only speak with certain levels you don't really get into the weeds uh, you're there for those Photoshop opportunities and then you bounce out. You're the face of the company, which as you should be. But you're not really getting engaged with the people or with the teams. You're kind of that what I call the uh, uh, the uh, alarm clock cuckoo bird, right? You know, the, the grandfather clock cuckoo birds. They pop in and out, in and out. I was struggling with that example, so forgive me. Right? They pop in and out. Every hour on the hour, in and out and you only see them when the hour comes around don't be like that leader be the second option leader the second option leader is you you know what you need to do as a ceo you know what roles you need to have you know what conversations need to take place you know what communication that needs to be implemented but you're also getting involved with those teams you're walking with the part-timer that works maybe 10 hours a week in your organization whether it's remote or physically at of office or building, you need to connect with that individual. You have to. And if you're saying, well that's impossible, I have too many employees in my network, well then that's on you. Because it is possible. It's just a decision whether you do it or not do it. You ever walk by somebody and say hi and they don't say hi back? but you know they heard you, you looked them dead in the eye and you had that two seconds of awkward exchange where they didn't say anything, but just kept walking. And your first thoughts were, huh, they're in a bad mood. Or, hey, I said hi to you, but thanks for saying hi back. Or you're just wondering, what the heck was that all about? Why do they choose to act like that? You're gonna have those interactions when you don't do certain actions in your organization. When you don't talk to everybody at a meeting or make time to shake everyone's hands, yes, I get you have a busy agenda, yes, I understand as leaders there's 50,000 priorities. But the minute you start to compound all those priorities over talking with your teams, getting to know your teams, really building those relationships with your teams, you're gonna to start to shift all your priorities from there on out. And the one priority that'll never be important to you is your teams. So you have to really think about those actions and what you're doing what you're not doing what you're not saying i guess is really more important being that servant leader is showing that you're there for the teams that you're there for that individual that you can pick up and recognize on body language when you walk into the office stop focusing on your report stop looking at resumes stop looking at the daily stocks to see where the company's at you know what your stock is Your stock is those individuals that are breathing around you. That's your stock of the company. If you take care of that stock, that will influence the real stock out in the world, the money that's coming in. And the reason I say that is because those individuals are gonna be motivated and they're gonna believe in the mission that you have as the leader for the team. No matter what organization or company you're working in, your stock is those breathing bodies around you. And if you stop focusing on those breathing bodies, you're gonna lose. You might as well flip your little fancy name tag over. You're gonna lose. It is so crucial nowadays that businesses and organizations need to understand from 2022 moving forward, the stock is in the breathing bodies that work for you. You have to invest in them. You have to invest in the technology to make their life easier. You have to invest in the the leadership and the development training that makes their life easier. And how do you divest or how do you invest in that? Well, it's situational training, right? It's under stress training. Train your teams to work under stress. Do those role play scenarios. And if you're getting too busy where you're like, we don't have time to do training, we don't have time to really develop the way I want us to. Well, then when are you gonna have time? When you make another 100 million? But then you'll just come up with some new excuse as to why we can't train. We're too busy. You know, every time I hear a leader say, we're too busy to teach and train, or we're too busy to to just book four hours to, to develop a team, I always wanna ask, well, when's that perfect time gonna be? In your slow season? So when's your slow season? Because what you just told me, you never slow down, business is growing. What you focus on is what the priority is. It's what the culture is. It's what creates a unique environment within your organization. You have to focus on these things in order to succeed. You have to really focus on the servant leader mindset. And if you're too proud or if you're too uh, nervous or too anxious to ask for feedback, you're gonna fail as a leader. I can't stress that enough. Get over the fact that the feedback may hurt your feelings. Get over the fact that you may be the problem as the leader. Because guess what? You have two options if you are the problem. Number one, you get out of the way and let somebody lead who won't be the problem, which in that case, I would say you're giving up. Or option number two, figure out how to change. Since when did you become so proud as a leader that you can't change? That you can't take feedback from your team and understand that if you don't create these actions or implement these better training and development programs, that you're going to be phased out. Do you really know how much your team buys into you as a leader? Go get that real feedback. Stop walking around shaking hands and smiling and pretending that things are okay when you have a mass exodus in your company. That blows my mind how many leaders do not pay attention to the amount of resume posts or the amount of job postings they have and the amount of resumes that are coming in to the hiring and talent team that's a good indicator of your culture. Either you're too busy promoting people and they're succeeding, which high five to you. Heck yeah, I'm all for that. Or it's because people are quitting left and right and none of the leaders, no one's willing to step up and sit down and say, hey, why are you leaving? Give me four things that would get you to stay today. And yes, I understand not everybody's worth keeping and I get that. But primarily, 70% of your team is probably worth keeping. There's probably a 30% that's dead weight. And yes, you should get rid of them. Make no mistake about it. But what are you going to do to change? From 2022 moving forward, what are you going to do to change? How is your mindset going to shift differently moving forward? Are you going to stay relevant and current? Which, by the way, the new norm is... Is not creating relationships with employees. For whatever reason, that's the the new norm. Is almost this 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 me mo- movement where I'm just focused on what I'm doing and what I'm getting done. If you really want to be a rebel in the world in leadership, go spend time with your teams. Go create relationships with your teams. That's what a real a real rebel is doing right now. That's what the industry market share gainers are doing, that's what the sharks are doing. They're circling all these businesses that they know they're not taking care of their employees. And the minute that employee leaves, hey, come on over here, we're gonna take care of you. I'm actually gonna to talk to you. You're gonna know my wife's name, you're gonna know my partner's name, you're gonna know my kids' names, you're gonna know dogs' names, whatever the case may be, you're gonna know, because I care about you. And I care to see you succeed. So I wanna leave you with this. What are you going to do to change, to stop getting the same results, to stop getting the high turnover? Are you comfortable enough with saying that you need to change to become a better servant leader?